I'm pissed. I'm pissed at myself because I haven't made the Champions League anthem my alarm clock yet. I realized that in the shower today. And you and you normally do that? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I've wanted to for years. Hmm. Can you uh, can you custom make your alarms? I think so. Do you, okay. do you think it get old? Yeah, I I actually would advise you not to do that. I, I did that with a Kanye song. Quickly <laughs> stop doing that because it was ruining the song for me. And you're a doctor, so I trust your opinion. Legally, you're a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome, welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking footy, life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. Today, we've got Champions League, which is back, Europa League, which is back, and Premier League, which has been back for a bit. Look, uh, all Liverpool fans have been, we're having a party all week, all month. Whole season. We're winning it all. It's a treble. All right. I'm calling it now. Treble. Treble. Treble season. Jones, don't get, don't show any emotion. Don't get scared. Don't get nervous. Just, just sit there. I just don't know how to, I don't know how to, like, how do I, who do I need to talk? Maybe I talk to Maddie. Like, how do I address a situation where someone is clearly delusional? And like, I don't know. It might be like larger than that. Like it's like if he if if a person like hypothetically fully believes that this Liverpool team is going to win the treble specifically specifically like like that takes that's a oh man like what else are they missing like what uh, what other things what other big chunks of their brain is not working at the moment that would lead them to that type of conclusion and I don't I just want to make sure that you're okay I see that's all I care about. That's all I really care about. End of the day. Thanks. Thanks. Can we check in on the young boys quickly? Let's see <laughs> how they're doing. Um, Pierre, get that camera. Let's swap over to the young boys locker room. Oh, still they're celebrating. Having great, they're yep, having a great time. They're having a great time. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. Since you, since you said that's all I care about, all I could hear was that's all I care about. Cup. <sighs> for man It's working. It's working. I don't even want, what is it? It's an energy drink, right? I don't, I don't yeah, want yeah. any other drink now. Just strictly Carabao. That's all you should care about. Cup. <laughs> Hypnosis. I just watched a video where a group of people got hypnotized. All of them? Yeah. Like, were they all, like, sitting down with those kind of things? Or Yeah. And yeah. they were all sitting down, and then they became hypnotized, and then they were all leaning on each other. Yeah. You need to be vulnerable, vulnerable to go up on stage and get hypnotized in front of your freshman year class at college. That's all I'll say on the matter. I think you. it's – I've – I've been, you, you hit, you hit this. It's like a cycle. You come back to hypnotism. I don't know. I see if you've been on this hole yet, but like I've, I've definitely hit three waves. I think of like, whoa, this is fascinating. Forget about it for like seven or eight months. Whoa. Can't believe this is happening. Someone else is in the industry is doing hip hypnosis, but you need, yeah, you need a, like, it's not just like you need to be willing to go up there and be willing to like potentially be hypnotized, but like you need to also have I feel like not everybody can be hypnotized. It's like there, there is this type of susceptibility. There's a type of, you know, willingness to go along. So when you're saying vulnerability, I was like, yes, but I'm not sure it's a vulnerability to go on stage so much as just you need to be 
willing to just go with the flow, super relaxed. Cause you get some wild, wild outcomes. Like, like for example, that time we had the magician come here or it's the same thing and hypnotized icy to think that Liverpool were going to win the treble. Yeah. In this forthcoming year. Did we try snapping? Does that do anything? <sighs> I forgot how to snap. I don't even, Oh God. I don't know how we're going to get him out so of that. So it's going to be like this all season. <laughs> Can you be hypnotized for five months? <laughs> it's eight months on end. Because if so, I might be hypnotized. We'll see. 500 IQ play, you hypnotize Van Dyke and Klopp to actually win the treble. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, do you think a, it's a next level play. an owner has ever like tried to hypnotize their <laughs> their coach into like, you have to into play they, they, better? <laughs> There's got to be someone who's tried to hypnotize his team to play better. That that someone must have like tried it tangentially, like yeah. Or maybe a player, maybe a player who's really committed and is like, I want to be a better player, and tried like <laughs> hypnotherapy or something. I'm sure that's happened. Wow, hypnotherapy. We have a sponsor for hypnotherapy coming up. I just got an email for that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. I'm surprised you even remember the email, given what they given what they did in there to you took me a week and that came too and i was like oh well, we got to get them on we got to get this ad read <laughs> what day is done. it when, when can we get them on boys <laughs> we need to pay them too we need to pay them to be on our show <laughs> right yeah, hypnosis is uh it's real so stay stay safe out there you know man city nice six, transition six three nice i'm just gonna read off scores i'll only give one of the teams oh okay cool uh and that, that'll be that for champions league now, first, we have some <laughs> we have some big rule changes that Icy is going to hit because it's important for all you Fofs to understand what's going down in the Champions League this year. Thanks, Biggie. Yes, want to touch on a couple quick Champions League rule changes just so all you Fofs are aware and don't become confused and disillusioned that uh, the footy world is is collapsing on you in real time. Uh, it is not. So, first off, the biggest one: away goals no longer have the advantage that they used to in Champions League, such that if the after both legs of play and it was tied, you know, 2-2, um, whoever scored the most away goals would, would take that victory, uh, would win the game uh, and move on. That is no longer the case. If it is tied after both legs, you will play 215 minutes of extra time and if you're still tied, then you will uh, take PKs. So um, the reason for doing this is that they, in the event of a draw, goal scored away from home, counted as double. That led to a tendency for home sides to focus on avoiding conceding, and it was argued gave the visiting team in the second leg an unfair advantage if the tie went to extra time. Hmm. Which is fair. That actually makes a lot of sense. It's going to ultimately save a lot of conversations and no shots being thrown, but I've watched plenty of soccer, football games where you're watching the Champions League, Europa, any sort of tournament that has the home and away goal rule, and people are super confused as to what's going on with the aggregate. Hmm. So it'll save a lot of those conversations, for better or for worse. They were kind of bonding conversations in, a, in a one sense, <laughs> but they obviously got old if you knew what was going on and other people didn't. So the casual fan comes out the big winner here. Do you think uh, uh, in an attempt for FIFA to expand their audiences, this was one thing that they were just like, look, I'm tired of when I'm trying to wrangle Exxon Mobil and have them sponsor this, I'm tired of hanging out with their CFO and having to explain 
the aggregate rule. Yeah. Because homeboy from Texas is not picking up on the on the numbers. Yeah. The issue is I have homeboy from Texas and a way boy from California. Right. And it's like the way boy is worth more than homeboy. Exactly. And that's that therein lies the issue. Exactly. There's the rub. Right. Thank you. Uh, like a good like a good ribs like a good like a steak kind of rub yeah good kind Ooh. of smoky rub Ooh, bbq mm-hmm. second change i see thanks boys uh, my mouth is watering now second change you got uh <laughs> that is, the is second uh, change. substitutions um they are continuing on with five subs allowed per match six if it goes into extra time um during three stoppages of play so that is something that they've continued uh, ever since the covid times that those are the couple changes what do you think about that sub rule sticking in place i like it i like it a lot i know i think most domestic leagues have gone back to the three subs and so i i personally think that these top tier football players play so much soccer in the course of of the eight months of their season that this is good for them to get some rest now it it totally does shake up strategy and the the thinking going into matches for managers i think it puts extra pressure on managers to to make sure their strategies are correct right there's a whole tifo video who we love shout out tifo um, on youtube who talked about how like a city could score early and then sub out their really great attacking players for their also really great defensive players and then just sit and park the bus because you have a way more you have the two extra guys to sub in it's a it's a big big advantage but all these teams in the champions league are the best teams in their domestic league so the depth is there for every team fair take good take i'm on board yeah not as tasty but it's fair i need some of that rub jones (laughs) therein lies the back rub Ooh, creamy back rub Mm -hmm. do we start with the menu game You've, you've definitely been been talking about it with folks mm. throughout the week. We don't mm. need to sit there. We spent a lot of time on Man U and Liverpool's EPL games last week. But we we got to hit those. Those are big Champions League games if we're starting with Champions League. Do you want right. to go for 30 seconds on, on Man U Young Boys, your, your takeaway, your thoughts? Uh, I think headline here is, um, you know, Rashford yet again um, taking care of the youth helping out the young boys. Uh, we would not want to take away from them. We want to supply them, let them eat, you know, essentially. And, uh, and lo and behold, they have, um, this feels like the, the last thing I'll say on this, this feels like, and, and for those who weren't aware, uh, young boys, small team, Switzerland, uh, you know, really small market happened to be United two one United had a red card. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but, in the in the arc of the uh, narrative that is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, this feels like his his one blip. You know, he's allowed like his one blip of the season, um, and he's hit it. It's really it's really early, but he's hit it. Um, so theoretically, and we'll see. He should be fine for like the next two or three months, where he goes like undefeated in whatever games. So that's a huge you know jinx that I've I've set forward, but. Um, it is encouraging also to see that Atalanta and uh, who was the other team in the uh, in the group and Villarreal tied. So, you know, yes, we lost, but I feel like we'll easily get, you know, young boys won't pull away. It's going to be a battle between us, Atlanta and, and Villarreal. So could be worse. Almost. Staying positive, man, you fan. There Got it. it is. Love it. It's game it's one. Me- it's game one. Measured take. Yeah. 
Liverpool's game one, though. Different emotions here on the other side of the Midwest. Yes, as I alluded to, us uh, Liverpool fans have been quite happy recently. Now, AC Milan was a it was a good game. Um, big takeaways: Liverpool need Van Dyke. He was resting that game, and AC Milan got two quick ones within two minutes at the end of the half, first half. Um, and I was fortunate enough, I tuned in in the second half for about 20 minutes, and I saw Jordan Henderson hit an absolute ripper to win the game. Uh, shout out him. He, again, for sure listens to our pod ever since I called him out on being so crappy. He has turned <laughs> it up for sure. Played well today, too. So uh, Liverpool, um, they got the they got the victory. It was it was ugly, but they got the win over AC Milan, which was huge. Shout out Jordan Henderson and shout out Fabinho, who I thought was MVP of that game. He kind of lit a fire under Hendo's ass is what you did. We posted it on social media. It got maybe 150 views or so. Your your Hendo rant, your, your strong emotions towards how poor he'd been in the early Premier League games. He was definitely one of those 150 views. Mm-hmm. He definitely I, saw that. Probably Klopp too. For sure. I think Hendo had to watch it about 10 times to get it through his head that, look, the fans... Aren't, aren't feeling it they're not feeling what you're doing on the field so i better step it up and he's done that he's done that also that contract he just signed with liverpool is probably helping as well <laughs> that's the other reason that could be contributing to this performance yeah some star teams struggling early barcelona not really fair because they played bayern who might once again be the best team in the world who easily handled them 3-0 Lewandowski, good as ever and psg with their starting three, who I would want to see on TV for free. Nice. Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. Took me a second since Mbappe. I was... Mbappe, thank Should you. Oh, no. <laughs> or Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. Messi. Oh, I knew that my brain was like trying to figure out if mm-hmm. one of their names rhymed, and that's mm-hmm. why I was so slow to get to them. Anyways, 1-1 against Club Brugie. Nice. Bring it back. Who I think outplayed them. A lot of people were saying they outplayed them. They had plenty more shots, shots on target, not as much possession. But PSG looked pretty tame mm-hmm. in their first Champions League exposure. I think there's a there's a great argument to be made that uh, as to why you don't assemble these teams, why you don't pull in the absolute biggest names in the world. Because... The best teams, I mean, the best teams that really do go on and dominate, they don't have that. You, you have to have a couple of these guys separated by a guy. You can't have just straight up the best of the best. You need one guy who's going to work a little bit harder than the others to, to kind of pull them together. Um, so, I mean, it's early. They're still figuring each other out. But uh, do we panic? Do we hit the panic button yet with uh, PSG? Uh, are we slamming the, the old... The big three, the old, the old big three. Do we say Messi to Chicago Fire or something? Get him out of there, <laughs> or something? <laughs> Just ideas. I don't know. Spitballing. I think PSG is always kind of everyone in the every football fan is always halfway pushing the alert button at all moments for PSG because they're always stacked. The valuation of the team is monumental relative to everyone else, and they always underperform. <laughs> so it's. It's just this, the state of affairs for this for this club. They can never really get it together and, and perform when they need to, especially in the Champions League. I think they're going to come out of group play fine, and I think they're going to make it probably to the semis and maybe the finals, but it's going to take some a kick in the rear end for those three to, to get going. 
it's really hard to overperform when the expectation is you win it all mm-hmm. because you have three <laughs> of the best five players in the world, yeah. you'd argue. Right. So yeah, it's always going to, I agree with you, Ice. Well, both you said it's gonna, always going to feel like underperforming and everyone's like, do we panic for every game, even if they win? Because right. there's such high expectations. Could be an interesting argument for why Suarez was the glue to the to this Neymar, Messi, Suarez, Barcelona trio, and how he really was probably the the the, the most important of the three for that time, and how what would they call themselves? MSN, the MSN trio were just amazing, mostly because of Suarez. He was the hard worker. I think he knew he was the third tier player of the three in terms of skill and also just uh, recognition on the world stage. I don't think he's as respected as the other two, but he worked, he sure works hard. And, you know, he complimented both of them very well. And I don't know if they have that sort of figure as you were alluding to Jones, that is the hard worker that'll kind of compliment a Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. Who, who is that Suarez figure? They just loved playing together in Barcelona. I'm trying to remember if it was like that way from the start or if they got there. Well, it, I think the big piece of the mix there is is Neymar was like new to the scene. So, you know, his star was ascending. He wasn't necessarily a super diva just yet. Um, so it was like Messi was, it was his team. And then it was like, you know, Neymar was working himself into the team and Suarez had just come off a gangbuster year or two at Liverpool. So um, there was there was just good vibes to be had across that crew. Um, and now that it's, you know, now that it's, they've got, you know, Mbappe, but the, the difference with Mbappe now is like, he's already surpassed Neymar when Neymar was, you know, 21, 22 years old uh, with recognition and accomplishments and all that stuff. So um, it's just, it's a totally, it's a different, it's a warped team. It's a, it's a very top heavy situation, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think we all believe that they should do well. Yeah, they'll turn it around. They'll they'll definitely make it out of their group. Otherwise, the world is really ending. <laughs> yes. That would be that would be tragic. Yes, that would be kind of hilariously tragic. And the fire can activate their release, release clause, clause. Yeah. finally. <laughs> yep. In in the under the circumstances of a hilariously tragic event where PSG failed to exit out of the group stage, we gain ownership too. Exactly. All three. All of them. All of the, uh, the whole team. And the club. The team. And the oil. And everything the oil, they own. Oil. Chicago. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible becomes, contract from like, the has PSG the, side. The, the, the net wealth of just the Middle East is kind of what, wow. what happens. It's a funky, funky little, it's legal stuff. It's way above our heads. Um, uh, what was I going to say? What I would really enjoy, aside from the, obviously that situation, is if PSG somehow finished third, and then and then was qualified into the Europa League knockouts, <laughs> and then they were, you know, playing against Leicester, or West Ham, or Sh- oh, Sheriff. Sheriff is in the another Champions League. Oh, too bad they won't be able to play Sheriff, who's definitely making it <laughs> into the next round of the Champions League. Yeah, I want to see PSG Antwerp nice. or PSG <laughs> Eintracht Frankfurt. Nice, those oh. kind of matchups. Sp- Sparta Prague. Sher- yeah, Sheriff T- Tiraspol. Team out of Moldova winning their first game. Massive underdogs in every game they play. 2-0. Their stadium was rocking. That was awesome to see. And then other favorites, uh, Chelsea title holders won 1-0 over Zenit. 
somewhat convincing victory. Lukaku shown again, he's going to be huge for them. And Man City running up the score on Leipzig 6-3. to three. So a lot of goals in that one. No, just a quick comment on City. It was the first time that KDB had gotten any action. He's missed, he had missed every Premier League game up until today. He, he played for the first time all season. But to get him in in the Champions League game, first one, first big game back for him. Don't think he got an assist or uh, he did cause an own goal. He put a ball in the mixer, really nice cross in, and the defender just sort of botched it and put it in his own net. Um, but that's a threat a KDB brings. You know, he puts the ball in dangerous situations, puts the defenders on their on their back heels, and they make mistakes because he he just makes it tough on them. So good to see that six goals. I mean, that's the city way. But we'll talk today. They had a shocking scoreline today, which was I didn't even believe it. Hopefully it means trouble for them. Everyone would enjoy that. (laughs) Let's go to Europa League, the lesser Leicester of the two champions Europa League dynamic, but sometimes just as exciting, if not more. I know we haven't we haven't followed it too much ourselves, but wanna talk about some of these score lines. West Ham, who has had a strong start to the Premier League, lots of goals. Kel Antonio's looking good, Ben Rama's looking good. They beat Dynamo Zagreb 2-0. Real Betis and Celtic. Watch those highlights. 4-3. That was a a pretty thrilling game. Um, And then Leicester tying Napoli 2-2. Those are probably two of the favorites to go far in the Europa League. Um, And then a bunch of teams that you just don't think about as much. And we got to watch more highlights. I don't know what the the ultimatum is here because it is tough to catch all these games during the workday when it's like 2.45 start times on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But, you know, got to check, got to give Galatasaray's of the world their respect every once in a while, the Marseilles of the world. Looking at seeing uh, Rangers dropping points. I feel like Rangers just had a, coming off an incredible year. That's a little interesting storyline to monitor. Um uh, I, I thought I, when I was watching the highlights of the West Ham and Leicester games, I was saying this to you earlier, Eli, uh, really felt like uh, West Ham and Leicester belonged uh, in these games. It didn't feel like they were stretching themselves too much to get themselves into Europe. Like they could very well compete with these teams and they brought it to them. Um, um, they had depth. They were able to bring bodies off the bench that were impactful and, uh, very capable, uh, barring any crazy injuries. Again, favoritism just because I'm watching the Premier League more, but I would feel good about West Ham and Leicester making a, a good run in the Europa League this year. Um, same could be said with, who did I like? I liked Lyon. I liked Lyon a lot. I think uh, I think they've got a very decent squad this this time around and, um, and could could make it make it make it back back in the day Leon used to be a, a top dog um, and it'd be nice to have a little little change back in uh, in France though I guess now I'm just rambling Lille won the league last year so yeah anything's possible Lille 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 how'd they do they tied got Leverkusen as well Bayer Leverkusen who I think racked up a ton of goals last year I remember their attack being very exciting and uh Verts I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, his last name, but Florian Wirtz got on the the score sheet. I believe he's he's kind of a young up and coming star in the in the footy world. So him, Adley, 
some of these names look familiar where I've, I know I've heard them on podcasts or you see highlights, but I haven't followed them enough. So making a commitment right now to, to check out some of these highlights from Europa League games and make sure we're keeping track of these, these exciting talents on some smaller teams. On that note, we're going to go to a quick break. Hopefully you know a bit more about Europa League than we do, but we still love talking about it and watching, as always. We'll be back with some Premier League Convo, a league that we are experts on. Be right back. Uh, Eli played in goal today, I see. We had a a game. We had a game this morning, and our goalie bailed like 30 (laughs) minutes before before it. And, did, you, uh, did you draw the short the short straw, or how did you get in goal? Yeah, I played in the second half because I kind of just swapped out for another dude who oh. then played center back. Nice. Oh, right, because you're in the back. You're at the bed, yeah. It's tough in goal. They had two, I made one nice save, a couple of normal saves, one nice save, and then one goal they scored, the dude just like smashed it across off the post and in, so that I couldn't have saved. The other one was a breakaway, not complete breakaway. He was getting bodied by one of our defenders, but I came out to kind of shut off the angle and he just poked it through my leg. So that was, uh, oh, that was tough. That was yeah. a tough one. So, so did it, uh, sometimes you see those on TV. It's like, oh, right through the goalie's legs. Come on. But did it make you, did, like in that moment, it was like, oh man, this is way easier to have happen than. It's literally it what I said to our defenders. I was like, it all fucking makes sense now. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Cause I, I, that's exactly what I think. You see it on TV and you're like, oh my God, you idiot. Just like close your legs. <laughs> but you're like coming out and you're trying to get big. And then they just, you don't know when they're going to poke it. The dude just toe poked it. It's right through my legs. <laughs> oh, and it feels, it's embarrassing. Damn. Freaking, I freaking, it was even more embarrassing. I cried and ran off the pitch, and then we didn't have enough guys. We didn't have enough guys. It was really tough because uh, Eli was so, he was shrieking and he was sobbing. And everyone no. stopped and everyone was looking at him. And he was, it was like he had all these boogers coming out and he like was uncontrolled. And he tried to, here's the thing there's a, there's two gates, right? There's one that you have to leave and one that like it's locked. And Eli kept on trying to open <laughs> that gate. He just stood there shaking it and crying. <laughs> So anyways, that was story time. Brought to you by... Brought to you by... Legumes are us. It's a beans, bean, bean company. And if you thought that story was crazy, you should hear the story behind Legumes are us. A bean company that is completely non-GMO. Yep. Completely market cap free. Yep, no cap. High EBITDA. High ROI EBIT. And their beans are sourced from local farms, international farms, and Mediterranean farms only. Zero intergalactic farms. Nothing in that from outer space. These beans are entirely brought to you from the earth. This earth, the entire earth. This one. This earth in particular. So check out Legumes R Us if you want to buy a brand that cares about their story as much as they do giving you your beans premier league premier league uh i don't know what stories do we have from the premier league nothing that will match legumes are us probably not talk to us about that liverpool game what did we all miss? right let me let's talk liverpool all right so first off the bat this morning i checked fpl on my phone and i the first story up is trent sitting trent does is not starting so i was like oh okay what else what else is changing Klopp? what are you doing to my beloved liverpool team in the lineup there were actually a bunch of changes so not only trent but robertson and uh matip 
were a few of the people who were resting this game. So we had Milner and Simikas in the back to round out with Kanate and Van Dyke. Uh, a really interesting, I don't know if I've seen this four in the back play play before, but they actually did quite well. Simikas played fantastic this game, at least in the first half. He seems to not have a full 90 minutes worth of legs in him quite yet. He, he gets a little sloppy in the second half, but let's talk about the game. Thought the game itself, I tuned in about minute 11, and I guess in the first few minutes, um, Crystal Palace had, had gotten some some early opportunities, uh, which were parried away. So thank goodness. Um, and then Liverpool really started to, to dominate the middle of the first half. Tons of chances. The, the defense of Crystal Palace was, was excellent. They blocked so many shots. It was sort of a, a bombardment from Liverpool. Um, and I did... This game sort of made me giddy. I know I'm, I'm going to sound like such a dork, but this game got me excited because I, you finally got to see, one, some creativity on the top. There were a lot of dummies as balls came in. You know, Players were smart enough to step over it, leave it for the guy behind them, get some shots off. Um, there would be a lot more creative, um, but Simikas played super well. Tiago played really well. Fabinho, of course. Henderson's been really stepping up ever since I, I reamed him out a couple episodes ago. Milner. Just fantastic. Mane played great. He really heard you, Jones. Uh, shout out to, you know, talk talk poorly about him. He played well today. And Mohamed Salah obviously played really well. So people just played well across the board today. Uh, oh, Kanate. Got a shout out, Kanate. Um, the whole team looked good, especially players who aren't nor- usuals and uh, regulars on the, on the starting pitch. So uh, love to see that. Eventually we got our goal in the first half um, from Mane. Which was which was nice, and then uh, I don't know. The commentators were making it seem in the second half that this is a big scary game. All the Liverpool fans were faithful, were nervous because you know it was just one zero, and Crystal Palace had a couple chances. I don't know. I was I never felt threatened by Crystal Palace, although they do, I should add, look much better than I remember them in the past couple seasons. Um, they they really look like a threat. Middle of the table, I could see them finishing top ten this season, um, but I wasn't super nervous. We got two more goals in, finished 3-0. I thought it was fairly comfortable. Uh, the commentators would tell you otherwise, but um, I just have confidence in my team. They played well. They got the result. I'm happy. Let's get it. That Nabi Keita third goal Oh, banger. dude, now you're making me look like I'm not a fan. I, I, how <laughs> can I forget to even mention that absolute firecracker? Screamer. Okay, Another reason why I was giddy, you know, all these giddy moments. It's like these players who don't get tick and who aren't big, like the big stars on the team are showing up and showing out. Nabi Keita, dude, his celly, if you haven't seen it, watch the celly. Dude's just straight faced. And he, this dude doesn't score very much for Liverpool. Nonetheless, like get a lot of tick. He scores it like a boss and just straight faced. It's, it's awesome. That is awesome. Shock. Shock result, though, from... Today, today's Saturday when we're recording, so we will miss talking about some of the Sunday games when this comes out. But City Southampton nil nil, and City only had one shot on target. So hats off to Southampton drawing both Manchester teams in their first five games of the season. Clearly, clearly they're doing something right, at least from a tactic standpoint. Um, and maybe they're just not the team that you want to run into when the when the when the when the games start really really counting. They all count, but. Uh, they four to... draws though four draws it's great you got four points but how far is that going to get you if you can't win any games that's a good point 
I, you, you will take those draws against big, you know, top four teams. That's that that counts for something. Um, but yes, it does mean you have more pressure uh, to, to win those other games. Norwich, uh, big question to you guys. Will they will they get a point? Will they get a point this year? Will they win a game is a serious question I just had. And I'm, we're looking at their schedule together. I don't know if you have initial thoughts, I see, but I'm going to read off their matchups and you tell me <laughs> what game you think they can legitimately win in their next 10. Nice. They've got, well, EFL Cup, they've got Liverpool. Will they win that game, I see? Yes. No. <laughs> Liverpool okay. will win. First disagreement, discuss. Um, all right, so they've got Everton next in the league. Home or away? Away. Okay. No shot. No. No shot. Burnley away. I think they could do that one. They could win. You give yeah. it like 30, 30% chance win. I get 45, 55. Wow. 55 to Norwich on the road at Burnley. Yeah. Burnley is not. On Burnley, is, name. Burnley is 19th in the, in the table right now. They are not good. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a good shout. That might be their best chance because if they I, don't I think, win that yeah. game. Go ahead, go ahead. No, keep going, keep going. If they don't win that game, they have Brighton, who has looked alive. They're at home, but I don't think they'd beat Brighton. Maybe they can get a point. Then they've got Chelsea. No. Leeds. Leeds have had some of their own struggles that you've talked about, Ice, but probably not, even though they're home. Ooh, that's a spooky game. <laughs> that is a spooky game. That'll be a spooky, spooky. one. Spooky. Ooh, Ooh Jones. Ooh, I love game. it. Timu's spooky. You gotta Leeds, do a holiday post now. If Leeds still haven't pick, figured it out by then, and they're the first team to lose to Norwich, Ooh. does Bielsa get fired? Is someone else sitting on the, the can bucket? Bielsa like has to I he has to like the team has to finish back to back seasons like fifteen or something for him to even be considered yeah. close to being removed from his post because he is just Literally, he's the team. It's like when Pep goes, like the team will start to fade. And so they understand his value. So if he loses to Norwich, that is the one kryptonite, though. Yes, he would absolutely get fired right away. (laughs) Brentford. Okay, so that was the next. That's the next five games. They have like four more where there's a shot that we can debate. And then they hit a tough stretch. They've got Brentford away, who have looked pretty good. Uh Probably won't win that on the road. Yep. At home against Southampton, we were just saying Southampton's look good, but I could see it. You could see them somehow mm-hmm. beating Southampton by a goal, 1-0, 2-1. Same with Wolves. At home against Wolves, who've looked really bad. Those seem like their two best opportunities. Burnley, two games from now, then Southampton, then Wolves, both games at home. After that, they've got Newcastle on the road, Tottenham on the road, Man U at home, Villa at home, West Ham away, and Arsenal at home. I don't think they're going to win any of those games. So they need to win in their next seven games. Otherwise, they're going to be halfway through the season winless. Let's, let's do a quick spot check. Uh, go back to the 2019-20 season. Okay, so they actually got 21 points that season with five wins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they will do just about that this time around. It, they, it might even be worse. I think that was like the lowest point total for a team in a long time or something. I could be making that up because I tend to do that. But What was Sheffield's last year? Sheffield was pretty bad. They didn't win for the same Sheffield thing. Sheffield was like, oh, 23 points. Yeah. Damn. 
that was that was like noteworthy. That that was uh, that was pretty bad. So, I think I think Norwich goes sub twenty this year. Oh, with how bad they've looked so far, I think they'll go like eighteen. The 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 concept of these leagues, the Premier League, becoming more stretched out. There there being less parity. Uh, you know, the top four teams pulling away from this top groups six group. Um, it also means teams in the middle are also improving their teams. And so teams at the bottom are really falling down. So could we see a sub 20? How much, how much are we putting down? What are the odds on a sub 20? 20. Okay. Wait, wow. 1999 on a sub 20. Wait, that is an interesting wager. Interesting. <laughs> I could be shaking in. uncontrollably. <laughs> is it 20 and under or sub 20? Ooh. I'm willing to throw a sub twenty. I think odds wise, it's unlikely, but I think that's a fun wager. Yeah. I would put twenty on sub twenty with either of you. I think Icy yeah. wants it. You want it? We'll talk about it after. You know, we don't want. Right, I don't right. want our words to be recorded on the pod, and then we're stuck <laughs> to a, a contract <laughs> for proof. Any other Premier League games from this week y'all want to talk about, or upcoming games? We've got West Ham, Man U, Tottenham, Chelsea tomorrow on Sunday. Unfortunate that Leeds can't get the, the win over Newcastle. I didn't watch any of that game, but Leeds are still winless in these first five game weeks, which is brutal. And I think they're underperforming where I had imagined them to be. Arsenal gets their second win in a row, and you get you really get to see, you know, six point swing really takes you, um, you know, six points takes you up a long way. So hopefully, some of like Leeds can get a couple couple wins, a couple points, shoot them up the table. Um, and Aston Villa had a big result against Everton, three zip. I was surprised with that scoreline. Yeah, I mean Everton. We we caught the end of that game. Everton without Richarlison and um, Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin was a. You realize just how little firepower they have when when they are gone. Um, I'm obviously look the the West Ham United game is going to be should be a pretty compelling one, but the Brighton Leicester one really could be a uh, mouth watering battle for who's gonna who's gonna finish top seven. Who's really going to kind of fight in this? I, I think Brighton's not nearly uh, as uh, renowned for their skill and depth relative to, to Leicester, but with Leicester competing in Europe um, and starting to stretch their team's depth a little bit, it could be it could favor Brighton this year domestically. So um, I think this matchup will be particularly compelling to see um, just how good does Brighton stack up against a, a formidable opponent. Great point. Yeah, let's do a let's do a couple of predictions for tomorrow's the the two big games. I mean, I, I like your shout out to Brighton Leicester City, but I guess arguably um, United and Chelsea could be bigger on people's radars. What are you thinking, Biggie and Jones for the United West Ham game? Without Antonio for West Ham, I will go two one United. Ronaldo scores another goal, assuming he's starting, and Tottenham Chelsea. I will go one nil Chelsea. I will also, I'm going to go, I agree, Antonio missing from West Ham will be an issue. I think it's, it's you're talking about United on the road again. And um, and we know that they just, they cannot lose on the road. So I'm taking, I'm taking a 2-0 win. I think that West Ham can't, just they can't seem to do anything and, and United get a, a, a much needed shutout. Um, and then Chelsea Tottenham, show me, show me some Lucas Mora coming out of, out of the, Oof. Out of the out of the, the out of the out of the woods, <laughs> and uh, and into the limelight with a little last minute, no no no, early 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 minute uh, set the bleh, and then the yeah, 
I'm going to go one, one. I'm going to take ones. I'm going ones. And Chelsea's goal is a um, Pulisic bicycle kick. Wow. Wow. I would love Pulisic is not playing FYI in the Tottenham game. He's still out for those 10, 10 days. Jones is sticking with his prediction. That I doesn't phase him one don't day. think that it's not going to happen. Like, come on. Like, he's he's fine. I would love Icy, what are you, what are you, what are, what are you predicting, Icy? I thought your, your predictions were pretty good. Um, United, I think they might actually do a 1-0 win. I don't know. I think West Ham's really strong, even without Antonio. They don't have the firepower, but I think the whole team is is pretty strong. And they're, they're still underrated in my book. So, I think a 1-0 dub for United. I think their boy, Ronaldo, probably pulls them out. Um and Chelsea, Tottenham, God, I hope for a tie. It might be a really boring game. I think fans should be, viewers should be hesitant to even watch that game because it's a it's going to be a defensive battle. Chelsea has such a strong defense, and Tottenham has a pretty strong defense, and I don't know if their firepower is enough to break each other. So I think it could be very boring, 0-0. We'll see if those predictions come true, and we'll see you back here next week we have a new episode on our youtube channel footy fellas pod of the boot and boots the rec league team the legume story all that good stuff is on the youtube channel in that first vlog all or nothing series type episode so check that out if you haven't already and thanks for listening i will see you later see you next week